Today on The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe. Today our focus is love. Christmas is about love, love in action, love personified. The message of Christmas is this, that that love has come down to us in Jesus Christ. God has come to us in Jesus Christ to reveal His love to us. Welcome to The Verdict, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor John Monroe, Senior Pastor of Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Human love is often flawed, conditional, and inconsistent. But Christmas isn't about human love. It's about the perfect love of God, who gives us the greatest possible gift of His Son. And today we're learning how to respond to this matchless gift of love as we join Pastor John Monroe for his message, Christmas is Love. Last time we continued to think of the characteristics of Christmas and the unique opportunity we have during this special season to celebrate and to share the matchless love of God. To love and to be loved is one of the most meaningful experiences of life. Yet human love is imperfect and there is nothing more painful than when love goes wrong, when our love is abused or rejected. But God's love is perfect. God's love is unconditional. And although we don't deserve God's love, He has never stopped loving us. Can you conceive of love like this? And while others may only say they love you, God has proved His love by giving us His Son, Jesus Christ. Today, let's continue to think of this great love of God and our response. We sometimes sing the love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star. You've been looking at the stars? <laughs> we find almost incredible to measure the distance to the, to the stars. God's love is beyond the stars and it reaches to the lowest hell. O love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels' song. That is the love of God is indescribable and we don't deserve it. Isn't that true? Isn't it true that you do not deserve the love of God? You say, why is that? Because God has created you, but you've gone your own way. Instead of God being the very center of your life, you've pushed God to the margins of life. Uh, perhaps you even deny the existence of God. Uh, perhaps largely you take God for granted. You want God in an emergency. Things go wrong in your life. You're dealing with a crisis and you call out to God. But otherwise, you've lived your own life. And, and more than that, you have deliberately disobeyed the laws of God. They're called commandments. You've gone your own way, all of us. The Bible says, like sheep gone astray. We've turned to our own way. Often we've forgotten God. Isn't that what we're doing as a nation? We've largely forgotten God. We pay lip service to Him, but we, in our laws and the way we do things, we've largely forgotten God. Wonderful thing is that God still loves you. You don't live up to your own standards, far less the standards of a holy God. Yet, God loves you. And the message of Christmas is this, that that love has come down to us 
in Jesus Christ. O come, O come, Emmanuel. What's Emmanuel? God with us. And God has come to us in Jesus Christ to reveal his love to us so that we really understand it, as we'll see in a minute. And that's the wonder of the Christian gospel. What does religion tell you in all of its forms? It's basically, you do this, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and you'll get to heaven. That you build a kind of ladder, and at the end of it, you'll get to heaven if you're good enough. And some people say, well, Jesus came, and uh, he, he, he taught us some wonderful things, and he set a wonderful example. The Christian gospel is not that if you follow the standards of Jesus, you'll get to heaven. The gospel is not that if you try to obey his teaching, you'll get to heaven. That is works, that's what we do, to build a ladder to God. It's the very opposite of the Christian gospel. The Christian gospel is that you cannot, because of your own sinfulness, there is absolutely no way that you could ever reach heaven by yourself. And so what's required? A savior one who comes to us. And God has never stopped loving you. The reality of the love of God. But secondly, the proof of the love of God. You're saying, well, this sounds very good, but how do I really know that God loves me? Let me read again verses nine and 10 of our passage, First John 4, verse nine, listen again. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, how has God made his love manifest among us? Answer, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. That is the only way I get eternal life is through Jesus Christ. Not of my own doing, I am to believe in him. Verse 10, and this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. See, here is divine love. Here is, to use the expression people love, unconditional love. God's love is a giving love. He gives and gives and gives and gives. This is authentic love and it is demonstrated. Here is God's love in action. How do I know that God loves me? Answer, he gave his only son as my savior. This is the very heart then of the gospel, that God gave his one and only son, Jesus Christ, God incarnate to save us. For God so loved the world, how do I know it? That he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It's not just that God sent his son. John says here, verse 10, he sent him to be the propitiation for our sins. Now propitiation is a theological word. Not going to take time to unpack all of it. What's John saying? He sent his son to be the sacrifice for our sins. The gospel is that Christ died for our sins, for your sins. This is how he demonstrates his love for us. And he did this 
to use John's expression, to be the propitiation for our sins. That is the judgment that I deserve because of my sin as I've gone astray, as I've disobeyed God, that God still loves me. He sends Jesus Christ in order to take away my sin. He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of John Monroe. How does he take away the sin of John Monroe? By going into my place. He's my substitute. He takes my sin. All of my sin is placed on Christ. And as I, he dies, he pays the price for my sin. He is buried and he rises again and he's alive. And the gospel is that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's how you get right with God. Not becoming a member of the church, not by, by being baptized, not by taking communion. All of these things are good and have their place, but here is the heart of the gospel. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God, in his great love for us then, he takes this action. Not that we're wonderful people, no. We're only wonderful because God loves us. God doesn't love us because we're wonderful. We are wonderful because God loves us. We didn't love God, no. He, first, he loved us and has sent his son into this world. And the cross is the greatest revelation of the love of God. And some churches, they want to remove the cross. They don't like the blood of Christ. We've got the cross on our ceiling. It's the very center of our faith. Not only is it the symbol of the Christian faith, it's at the very heart of the Christian faith. If you take away the cross, there is no gospel, there's no salvation. Because Jesus didn't just come into the world to live an example for us. He didn't just come into the world to give us teaching. He came into the world. This is his mission to be the propitiation for our sins, to be the substitute for our sins. You cannot fully understand the love of God apart from the cross of Christ. The reality of the love of God, the proof of the love of God. Third, the response to the love of God. What's your response to this? I'm calling for every single one of us to make a response. What is your response? First of all, the response of personally receiving God's love. God's love calls for a personal response from you and me. God is a personal God with whom you can have a love relationship. So I want you today personally to experience the love of God. I want you to live in God's love. I want God's love to captivate you, to inspire you. I want God's love to guide you, to empower you. If you've ever fallen in love, uh, you know what it is to be captivated by someone's love, to be inspired by it, to want to be with them. That's, the sh that's human love and it's a wonderful thing. Ah, but there's something greater is to experience the love of God and to be captivated and controlled, as it were, by this magnificent truth that God loves me. And I have received the love of God as I receive Jesus Christ. So you have to understand that God loves you. You have to understand that you've sinned. 
You have to understand that the only way to receive forgiveness of sins and to receive eternal life is through personally trusting in Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for your sins and who rose again. Chapter 3, verse 23, John says, And this is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. This is the command. God is commanding you to believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ. I'm calling on every single one of you here today to put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ if you've never done that. This is the call of the gospel. This is the command of God. Repent and believe in the gospel. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. This is the first personal response then to the love of God. I have to ask you, have you done that? You say, well, I've always believed in Jesus. You know, I, I, I believe in Christmas. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking, have you, has there been a time when you got on your knees, whether actually or figuratively, before God and said, come and save me. I'm receiving Christ as my Savior. That that love is not something abstract. It's not just a concept. It's a love, Paul says, which is poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit whom God has given us. Think of this. God's love, the source of love, being poured into my heart, being poured into your heart as you receive Christ. How do you receive the love of God? You receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and I call on you to do that today. Here's the other response, the response of loving others. Verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Has God loved us? Yes. You say you're a follower of Jesus Christ. You've experienced the love of God. The question then is to love one another. Our love for God impacts our love for others. You see, this is a love which not only saves our souls, but transforms our lives, transforms our homes. Love in your home. Love in our relationships. Love in our churches. That's it, isn't it? This love transforms our life and we are to be known, brothers and sisters, for our love. Listen to the teaching of Jesus as recorded again by John, who obviously loves writing about love. The Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 34. John 13, Verse 34, John says, quoting the words of Jesus, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. But it doesn't stop there. That you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Jesus say, I loved you. This is the new commandment. Not just that you love one another. I want you to love in the way that I have loved you. Think of that. That this is the outstanding characteristic of a follower of Christ. Are you loving others? This is a love which is not just on our lips, but comes from our heart. It's described in the first Corinthians 13, love is it's patient. 
Love is kind. You're, you're a kind person. Are you kind to your friends? Are you kind to your children? Men, are you kind to your wife? It's, it's kind. It's a love which is sacrificial. And so John says in verse 7 here, Beloved, let us love one another. Love one another. You know, during COVID, I've had the privilege of seeing many of you reach out in love. People have asked me, John, do you know of any family in, in need? Is there any way I could, I could help them? That's magnificent, isn't it? Not, not because it's a program, but because as a follower of Christ, God has put in your heart love, and that love overflows to others. It's not just loving yourself. It's loving others. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. I want to speak to some of you, and you say you're a follower of Jesus Christ, but do you? Do not the reality that your love for your Savior has become rather cold. The Lord hasn't changed. He continues to love you. Great is His faithfulness, but you've moved away a little bit, haven't you? Some sin has come into your life, and there is a, a staleness, there's a coldness of your love for God. What's happened? No, He continues to love you, but you've wandered. What's your response to the love of God today? Is there any bitterness in your heart? What about the love in your relationship? You say, John, I, I've, I've been really hurt by that person. I believe it. It's very painful, I know. Very difficult, isn't it? But you're to forgive, aren't you? Isn't that part of love? Have you forgiven that person? Have you reached out in love towards them? Have you tried to, to reconcile perhaps with your own son, your own daughter, your father, your brother or sister, and you're, you're distant from them and difficulties have come in. Perhaps it's very, very complicated. It often is. But this love of God is supernatural. Can you take the first move? Can you today in your heart first forgive that person? Can you today ask God through his spirit to pour his love into your heart? Perhaps there's a, a staleness, there's an indifference in your love. Perhaps even in your, your marriage, you become a bit hard, you become a bit distant, you become a bit remote from your husband, your wife, your children, your relationship. What, is, what has happened? You need to come to the cross. You need to think once again of God's great love for you. You are to love others with the love that God has for you. You are to forgive others even as God in Christ has forgiven you. And at the very center of it is the love of God. Christmas is love. The love of God for you and me. And with the coming of Jesus into the world, God gives us this wonderful gift, promises that if you believe in him, you'll have eternal life and you will never perish. And this love will never, ever, ever end. We've had 
brothers and sisters, just in the last few months who passed from time into eternity. And some of you have had the privilege of ministering to such people. How wonderful to know that this girl, this boy, this man, this woman, their trust is in Jesus Christ. And while they are separated, as it were, from us, they are never, ever separated from the love of God. And that whatever happens, whatever happens to me, I know this, that I am loved by God and he will hold me fast. And there is a love which will never, ever end. Nothing, says Paul, can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm going to give us an opportunity just as we close each one of us to make a response for some of you for the first time to open your hearts to Christ. Would you do that? You know, in your home, there may be a Christmas tree and, and there may be a present with your, with your name on it. Someone who loves you has spent quite a bit of money and time uh, and thought and purchased a, a present and put it under the tree. It's got your name on it. That's an act of love. What have you to do? You have to take that. You have to open it up and appropriate the gift, whatever it is. Perhaps someone gives you, gives you a watch and you open up and you, you thank them and you put the watch on. What's your response to the gift of Jesus Christ? Will you receive it? J.I. Packer says that to know God's love is indeed heaven on earth. That's right. Because the love of God comes to us in Jesus Christ. And we can experience this love right now. Acknowledge you can't save yourself. Acknowledge your sin and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Open your heart to the love of God. Receive Christ as your Savior. Do it now. Our loving Father, for those who have never received Christ, may they come to the cross and ask him to come and to save them. We thank you that you sent your son to be the propitiation for our sins with incredible love from which nothing can separate us. In Christ's name, amen. That's Pastor John Monroe, and you're listening to The Verdict. Today's message is titled, Christmas is Love. Isn't the perfect love of God offered to us through Jesus Christ the most incredible gift? And to help you better understand the many gifts and promises we have in Christ, John has written a booklet titled, Eternal Security, Finding Certainty in a Chaotic World. By sharing details of his personal testimony and providing a straightforward examination of Scripture, John answers the real questions you may have about salvation, sin, and what it means to be truly secure in God's grace. And as a thank you to our listeners, we're offering this special resource absolutely free. You can request your copy by mail or download it online by visiting theverdict.org. There, you'll also want to sign up for John's monthly email and receive exclusive updates and invites to everything coming up here at The Verdict. And during this special season of giving, we encourage you to help us give the gift of God's Word to other listeners by supporting The Verdict with a donation of any size. Through your generous giving, we can share the gospel of Jesus Christ in your community and across the globe. Please make a generous donation today by visiting theverdict.org. You can also give over the phone by calling us at 833-551-2231 or send a check through the mail by writing to us at The Verdict, 
Care of Calvary Church, 5801 Pineville Matthews Road, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28226. Now, here's Pastor John Monroe. Well, what's your verdict? Are you a loving person? Have you experienced the love of God in your life? And do you demonstrate that love in your relationships with others? If you have not yet responded to the love of God in a personal way, today receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Experience the love of God in your heart and life. It will save your soul, transform your home, your relationships, and it will change your life. Christmas is love. Next time we'll think of Christmas as joy. Don't miss the broadcast and invite others. Thanks for joining us today on The Verdict. I'm Michelle Davies. Today's program with Pastor John Monroe was produced and sponsored by Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina.